This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 138. And today, we're going to talk about the feminine aspects of God's nature. No, I'm not a writer. Okay. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and integrated faith in every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Caesar is here with Heath today. It's a good thing. Like, I just talked about myself in the third person. I love that. Yeah. I only usually talk about myself in third person when I use my middle name, which is Frank. Okay. Um, which no one even knows that, but now everybody knows that. But my middle name's Frank, and so growing up, I was Frankie. Like I was never Caesar. No way. In my family. And so like my nieces and nephews refer to me as Uncle Frank. Huh. And so that's how if I if I ever usually refer to myself in the third person, I go, Well, Uncle Frank would like a piece of cake too. Oh, look or at something that. like that. So I don't know why. I just there you go. Has nothing to do with the topic today. But right away I'm guessing some people are going like feminine nature of God, what? Mm-hmm. And then they're tuning out. Like, don't or stop. Yep. Like just give us a couple minutes. This is really cool stuff. And um I think it's actually pretty important given a few like gender and equality issues that we see just raging in the media today and people yep. losing their minds over. There's there's something, there's good news in here for hmm. that. So I hope people will hang out. <laughs> hey, and speaking of people hanging out, before we get started, I just wanted to shout out to a couple of people that have left us some really kind reviews on uh, iTunes lately. Caleb Brown 10, who says, as a college student... Um, Having to get into the world of adulting, this podcast is challenged and shown him and his small town country church what it looks like to truly follow Christ. So that's cool. I love that word adulting. He's yeah. just getting into adulting. Yeah. Adulting is hard. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Granola Tuck says, so many other podcasts seem to be nothing more than a marketing tool designed to get the listener to buy stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, but it gets old. And this podcast is so different. So much valuable wisdom and practice tools doled out freely. Wow. Doling out freely, the, the Life School podcast. But feel free to send, you know, huge donations. <laughs> no, actually, you can't because we're not, we don't have a way to receive. <laughs> yeah. Just buy us lunch once or something. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's cool. I love, I love the reviews. It helps other people understand what the podcast's about. Yeah. And as we've said before, it's always super encouraging for us. Uh, another way to do that and talk to us is over on the Facebook group. Yep. So people. Yeah, you get there by going to uh, the search bar on Facebook, typing in Life School podcast. We'll approve you. And guess what I just added this week? Down at the bottom of the show notes, there's a big, huge thing that says, join us on Facebook if you want to talk to Caesar and Heath. Boom, click that. It'll take you right over to that page. Yeah, we try to be respectful. Like, you and I are on there daily talking, and and so it's kind of cool to have the conversation and get to know people. Yeah, bring it. Okay, so, Caesar, uh, I am prone to referring to God as a him all the time. Sure, sure. And we are talking about the feminine aspects of God and his nature today. We typically use male pronouns to always refer to God, but maybe there's something more amazing going on here in our understanding of him. So, Well, there it is. You just did it again. Our understanding of him. Yeah, there, you're right. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> Which yeah. it's hard not to do, but it's actually accurate. Hmm. But there's more. So there's don't... More. I don't want anybody to hear me like, oh, now Caesar and Heath are going to start referring to Mother Earth and Mother God. And like, no, no, but because God is big and he's triune and yes... Referring to God and Father as Him and Jesus as Him, accurate. But as we'll see, there's more. So again, stick with us, okay? Um, yeah, because I wanna I wanna try to unpack a bunch of this today. Yeah, and if you're prone to um, if you're prone to bounce on stuff like this when you hear some conversation that might get a little bit 
touchy. Or outside um, your normal wheelhouse of stuff that you understand. Yeah. This is good. That's why we're here. We're learning. Yeah. Okay? And, and so. speaking of learning, episode 109 is uh, <laughs> how to live life as an innovative life as a lifelong learner. And so there you go. if you're going to have, if this is a hard pill for you to swallow, go listen to 109. And I'm going to guess a little bit that like all, all the sisters, all of our female listeners today are going like, I'm, I'm, I'm buckled up. Let's go. Yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe not everybody else. Anyway, so yeah, let's, let's dig into some of this. All right. So unpack this concept for me and these other listeners. Unpack the concept of the feminine aspects of God. Maybe some history. All right. We have to go right to the very beginning of scripture, right to the beginning of the story of God. Look at this. Genesis 1.27 says what? It says, said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Hmm. So look at that. Male and female, he created them. God's image, his core being, seems to only be reflected in humans when you have male and female, both. And the two more fully reflect what God's like. So in masculinity, like he created a male and female. In masculinity, we get a sense of what God's like. In femininity, we get a sense of what God is like. That's hmm. Another word for that is his glory. We talked about that many times. The glory of God is what's he really like? So obviously, if he says, I'm gonna create them both in my image to be like me, the world will know what I'm like. We get both sense of what God is like through both men and women, through masculine and femininity. And it's together, okay. not with one or the other, or not some sort of neutralization of either or both, do we get the full image of what God is like? So what we're seeing actually is that right at the beginning, God is presented as above gender, hmm. but God created humans in his own image, both masculine and feminine, like we just said, and he is somehow apparently a perfect blend of both. Wow. Now, right away, that's blowing people's minds. <laughs> but if, if you believe Genesis that we were created male and female in his image to be like him and to show the world what he's like then somehow God must be this perfect coming together of yeah. both masculine and femininity. Hmm. Yep. Uh, so I'm not super familiar with many of the female attributes of God, like we talked about just a second ago. In fact, I've actually heard a ton of the opposite. But what other pictures... What do you mean by the opposite? So I've, I've heard, it's always him, you know, God is a strong warrior, he's this, he's this, he's this, not... All, really a lot of metaphor it. and a lot of uh, understanding of, of of the male aspect or the masculine aspects of God. Yeah. Yeah. Every picture, you know, it's a man. I mean, yeah, God's a man up in, a man upstairs, right? The big man upstairs. Like, <laughs> like, you know, by the way, side note, that is one of my least favorite things. And it's usually code for, I don't know God very well or anything about him, so I always call him the big guy upstairs. You know? <laughs> the <Yeah>. big guy, <laughs> right? Jeez. So what other pictures of God's feminine nature are we given throughout scripture? Okay, well... A ton, actually, hmm. um, but yeah, I'll, let, me, let me dive into a few of them. So okay. first off, let's say in in Hebrew, so okay, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language, there's no word for it. Hmm. It's either masculine or feminine, so there's nothing neutral. So it's like another underscoring of like, huh, God chose to reveal himself then and through Israel and through that language base, and there's no it. There's, hmm. there's male and female, so God's always referred to as one or the other. Okay. Okay. So let's look at a couple of examples here. So Exodus thirty-three nineteen. Um, this is this is the part of scripture where Moses is asking God to show me your glory. Right. Mm. Show me what you're like. Yeah. And verse nineteen says, and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I'll proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence, and I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. 
So we're people, as God's family, as Christians, to believe that God's a compassionate God. When he is revealing himself to Moses, this is pretty rare stuff here, when he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass past you, and I'm going to reveal myself, and it's through compassion. Um, we've got to believe we have a compassionate God, which was, at that time especially, was very unlike all the pagan gods. Hmm. Uh, all the pagan gods were just, wow, they're ticked off. We have to appease them. Let's run. Let's leave something there for them. Let's kill something, whatever. Sure. So in him revealing himself as compassionate, that's huge. Now, why is it important? I'm going to get to that in a second. Here's another example. Uh, Deuteronomy 30, verse 3. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you, and he'll gather you from all the nations where he scattered you. Hmm. Now, the Hebrew word for compassion in these these two passages and others is it's spelled like rhm here's my bad hebrew pronunciation it's like racham okay like just spit all over the mic it's okay but here's here's the definition of that that root is to love to love deeply to have mercy to be compassionate to have tender to have affection Hmm. Uh, now here's here's an additional powerful use of that same word genesis 49 23 because your father's god who helps you because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the heavens above, blessings of the deep that lie below, blessings of the breast and the racham. Hmm. Okay, which there it's actually used as this, it's fascinating, but it's it's like the word womb. God is a God of compassion. He's womb-like. Hmm. I thought like why, like why are these over and over pictures of God revealing himself as, and, and by the way, the, the, those, I mean, those are, pictures of what mom of a mother right why yeah. womb well w- the womb is the ultimate place of compassion hmm. of giving think about it when we're in the womb you're not having to beg for anything you're not having to perform sure or even ask for nourishment or care it's all provided this picture of the womb is the most compassionate womb um rechem, early interpretations of that word you can look it up in strong's was the word woman was actually womb man hmm compassionate man so like the more compassionate side wow isn't that crazy yeah yeah and, and people could go look it up and if i'm wrong well then school us but i'm like for those who are you know strong's uh you know Concordance nerds people, yeah. yeah it's go look up h7358 there it is okay <laughs> anyway um so look look at the feminine in imagery here further on so because of your father's god because of the almighty um who blesses you with blessings heavens above blessings of the breast and womb hmm yeah, right? It's just beautiful That's to me. That's amazing. Um, here's another term we've all heard before. Um, God Almighty, the Hebrew is El Shaddai. Yep. God who, this is what it means, God who is sufficient, who is enough. God is sufficient to supply all one's needs. Shad, the word Shad, Shaddai. Yeah. Shad means she or breast. And then die means the day. So really Shaddai means she who's enough for the day. Huh. That's God. He's El, he's El Shaddai. Wow. That is really cool. So man. in Hebrew, we see this definition as a feminine name for God, El Shaddai. Hmm. Nurturing, fertility. And yeah, there's there's even a Hebrew tradition of that, that word being translated as the many-breasted one. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Try to flannel graph that one out. Anyway, I won't go too much <laughs> deeper. Um, now, notice how this is further tied into fertility. Okay. Genesis 23. May God Almighty... That's El Shaddai, there's the word. Bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers. Hmm. Genesis 35, 11. I am God Almighty. I am El Shaddai. Be fruitful, increase in number. 
So it's interesting that this feminine nature to God keeps coming up over and over in Scripture and how he refers to himself Hmm. and how he presents himself in that. Jeez, man. Right? Now, this one starts to, this really, to me, starts to put, ring the bell, put the, you know, wow, exclamation on it. Psalm 143.10 says, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit, on the root there, the, the Hebrew is ruach, thy spirit is good is Ruach, um, thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Now, Ruach is a feminine pronoun. Hmm. So he's saying thy spirit, that's the word, it's a feminine. The word spirit is Ruach in Hebrew. It's used like 370 plus times. It's the same word as wind and breath and mind and spirit, but that's a feminine pronoun. So like we had mentioned in a previous episode, It might be more accurate when we refer to the Holy Spirit to refer to she. Yeah. Because here it says, thou art my God, thy spirit, thy ruach is good. And that's a feminine pronoun. So most often when the spirit led and guided and comforted his people, right? That, yep. We see that as, that's the Holy Spirit who's doing that. We see that both Old and New Testament. Sure. That's a feminine trait. Wow. Crazy, right? Here's another word. We like, we like love it. Shekinah. The Shekinah glory, that's another feminine word. God's glory hovered over the people. Shekhan, to dwell, that's where the root of that, Shekhan is to dwell or to live with. Hmm. Another Jewish phrase connected to the Shekinah glory is she who dwells within. Isn't that powerful? Yeah, that's amazing. And there's a lot. I mean, there's so many. keeps going, yeah. So just dipping into a few that I've gotten from other authors and, you know, dug out from uh, other teachers that I've sat with other. But it gets to the point where you go like, okay, I'm looking at Genesis. I'm looking at how many times God is referred to by both feminine pronouns and or clear imagery of compassion and womb-likeness and, you know, this just love and compassion. And you just go, oh, yeah, no wonder we're created in his image, both male and male and female and it's beautiful and it's good and it's right and it's yeah. perfect i didn't want to interrupt you because that was so good but the, <laughs> you were you were referencing episode 136 two episodes ago okay. on the holy spirit cool cool episode and we did touch a little bit on kind of setting yeah the cards out that we we're gonna <laughs> yeah get to this episode yeah. but what do we see in the life of jesus here in the new testament is there stuff there that we can mine yeah. out as well yeah exactly the same yeah, look at um, this really popular, I mean, common, people know this verse, Matthew 23, 37. Jesus is talking here. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. So you're not stoked here. Mm. How often I have longed, or the word is ached, to gather your children together like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Mm. What's the imagery there? Yeah, mother. A mothering, mother, yeah. A mother hen, right? Um it's it's like Jesus is saying I'm like I'm a, I'm like a mother hen who's trying to get all of her ki- ch- chicks here moving in the same direction, mm. you know. But you just keep running off. You just keep running yeah. off. So to be the community, the people that God intends, we need to continue to embrace God in the fullness of both masculinity and femininity, just like Jesus is doing that. And remember, we already said it: God's above gender, and and we need to embrace a God that's bigger mm. than gender. So. Maybe it's like this. Jesus says, God is spirit, remember? Okay. And in trying to explain to us God's core essence, he uses all kinds of imagery. You can see me in this, in this way. Uh, in, a, in a father, you can see me. In a son, in a family, in a mother with her children. Hmm. And he's given us lots and lots of ways to understand this, this diverse, beautiful 
masculine and feminine, feminine God who loves us deeply and embraces who he's created us to be. So can you give us some examples of how understanding that God reveals himself through both this masculine and feminine understanding changes how we might interpret some passages or even in how we might treat one another? Yeah, I, I'd love it. I'd love it. I, I believe, in fact, that, that, that this might be at the heart of much of what we're experiencing in culture today connected with gender issues. Hmm. And I'm not going to dive into the war over gender identity and gender neutrality here today. Maybe someday yeah. we'll do a full episode on that. Okay? Yeah. But remember where we started, Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. It does not say that God created humans in his image neutral hmm. and open to speculation or reinterpretation. God created them both male and female in his image. So that's important. That's but, really I, but, important. I, but I'll say that when we see and we value and we embrace that we were all created in the image of God, in the image of a good, right, and perfect God who presents himself or herself, if you will, hmm. above gender and who created and embraces and expresses both, then we'll start to see all the myriad issues of equality between the sexes addressed hmm. rightly and in the church and it's in the workplace and it's around the world. And you can see why at the heart of this public debate over gender and feminine equality issues, it's really a gospel issue. Hmm. God created the world and us to fill the world with his glory, not with our glory. And many of the arguments and the, this whole rage around all of this leaves identity coming from God completely out of the conversation. Yeah. We're not even addressing. It's like, we're just going like binary, like flesh, you know, mm. it's not, there's no identity and it's left out of that whole conversation and that's not good. And that'll never solve the issues connected to either gender yeah. or, uh, the way we treat each other and, and equality issues. Yeah. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's an identity issue. That's why we started there. And I want to just kind of loop back and touch that. I think it's great. I've never thought about the world being filled with our glory rather than God's glory. And what happens when, you know, when we say glory and it, it's filling the world with what he's like, his attributes, who he is. And it's not ours and it's not up for a reinterpretation. Yeah. That changes everything, man. Yep, it does. So that's at the heart of that whole issue. And so as you begin to dive into those kind of conversations around equality or gender, remember what's at the root and the base of it, that we've got a God who presents himself as both masculine and feminine, feminine, and he created us in his image to be like him, both male and female. Mm. Boy, there is, there's the strongest equality statement I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Woo. Man. Okay, so uh, it's time to get to the big three, and the big three is what we give away every week. It's a free download with takeaways of typically head, heart, hands, what action items we want you to walk away with from this episode. You can get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 138. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 138. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? First, I'd say um, God created humans, both male and female, so that together we would best reflect his glory. Don't forget that, like what he's truly like. Embrace the things that are true and beautiful in how God has wonderfully made you. Hmm. Women who are listening, you're amazing. And you're an amazing daily reflection of who God is. Yeah. And we need you. Absolutely. We, we need that. It's so important. Second, ultimate respect and admiration for each other comes from loving who God is. Hmm. We've said it before on the show, but what we believe about God is the most important thing that we'll ever believe about ourselves and everyone else. Respect for yourself and others is an act of worship or hmm. worth 
to God, actually. Wow. Because we're creating his image. Yeah. Otherwise, we say, nah, he didn't do it well. Yeah, exactly. Or he should have made everybody like me, male or a female or whatever, right? Hmm. That's that's not at the heart of worship. And then third, as you read scripture, like now that you got some of this in your head, hmm. in your heart, if you haven't turned it off, <laughs> um, as you read scripture and as you pray and as you think about God, start to notice how God consistently displays both feminine and masculine virtues as a part of his nature. God's not the angry father of the Old Testament while his son Jesus is the nice guy in the New Testament and the spirit is his sidekick. God reveals the magnitude of his being, triune God, and his worth as both male and female. Start noticing that. Wow. And that's going to start changing your heart toward how he's made everybody. Thanks, man. Time is up. If you want the download of this week's Big Three Takeaways, all you need to do is go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 138. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 138. You'll receive the notes for this week's Big Three. Uh, And we'd like to ask, if you're enjoying the content from this podcast, would you head over to iTunes and do a couple things for us? If you'd subscribe to the podcast, every Monday you'll wake up to a new episode. Boom, right in your device. That's awesome. (laughs) So cool. Love it. If you rate the show with lots of stars, that's helpful. And then if you even just have one little paragraph, couple sentences, short review for us, that not only blesses us, but also shows Apple that people are listening and they help get the word out to even more people. Put it on lists and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We hope to see you next week on the Life School Podcast as we talk about whether or not Donald J. Trump is killing or saving the church. We're going to go there. We're going there. Just drop the T word. (laughs) We hope you join us for that. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.